Welcome to The Healthy Advisor, a podcast from wealthmanagement.com focused on advisors' personal well-being and healing. I'm Diana Britton, Managing Editor of wealthmanagement.com, and in this podcast, we explore some of the struggles and personal development issues facing advisors and financial services professionals, and how to get to a place of healing for mind, body, and spirit. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Healthy Advisor podcast and thanks for joining us today. For those of you who have been listening for a long time, that name may sound a bit foreign to you, but the podcast used to be called Transparency with Diana B., but we recently changed the name to sort of better reflect what this podcast is about. Either way, I'm so glad you joined us today. And as you know, this podcast is focused on financial advisor health and wellness, and today's guest is uh, just a perfect fit on that score. Her name is Stephen Gwynup. She's the CEO and wealthy advisor at Grow Wealth and creator of the Wealth Academy. So Grow Wealthy, spelled W-E-L-L-T-H-Y, is a health coaching company And, you know, this podcast episode may look a little different from others that I've done, you know, where I tend to interview advisors and financial services execs about their personal struggles, their stories, and uh, journey to healing. But Stephen, uh, you know, like I said, she's actually a perfect fit here because this is what she does for a living. She helps advisors live a better life now, helps them towards a better retirement in the future. And, you know, we're going to... get to how Stephen helps advisors in a moment. But she actually has a a very interesting story of her own and her her journey has really shaped who she is and the work that she's doing today in the wealth management industry. Uh, Stephen, just thank you so much for being here today and being on the podcast. Thank you so much, Diana, for inviting me. Yeah, so can you start by just, you know, telling us a little bit about your background? It's, It's a pretty interesting story and how it sort of shaped the work that you're doing today. Yes, thank you. I th- there are really two stories that brought me to this intersection, and I'll, I'll briefly tell both of those just to understand a little bit further. My my beginning starts at 11 years old when my dad became an advisor and moved our family down to a city where there had been two advisors who had started um, an office and had failed previously. This is the environment in which I was introduced to this industry, and I grew up watching him hustle and work really Mm. hard and grow his business. And although I'm not an advisor, I call it my secondhand knowledge of advisor, the advisory world. And what I saw after the first 10 years was a deterioration of his health. You know, it's the point where he had been the thickest, you know, and maybe the least sedentary, the most stressed, all of the things that kind of go along with that. But then we got to have fun. Like we got to go to some of these advisory events, top producer things. And the most impactful story that I remember outside of some of the client stories is being in Scotland at an advisor event. And one of the top advisors there that everyone looked up to was sitting beside me on the bus and he was miserable he was there alone. His relationships were broken with his, his wife and his, his children, and he was mm. sick with chronic disease. And I just had a moment where I was a teenager and thought, if this is the pinnacle of success, we've missed the mark. So this sits with me for a long time. Through the years, I became an exercise physiologist. And I was like, you know, we're going to fix this from the other angle. We're going to approach it from a health side so people can not only have their wealth, but also have their health. 
Well, it, it came to, this is my second story, being in Australia. I have two small children. My husband, we're half a world away from family and friends, and I become septic. I had mm. a, a health crisis. I almost died in that hospital, had to have a blood transfusion, five days in the hospital, and long, long recovery from that. What happened to me in one day is what happens to all of us in maybe two or three decades. It's an aging process. And it's it's where your 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 hormones change, um, your muscle mass deteriorates or goes away, your your gut health deteriorates and goes away. And that all causes health problems in the future. But it happens so slowly, Diana, that most of us don't realize what's happening because it's like mm-hmm. the, the frog in the cooker, right? And mm-hmm. it happened to me overnight. And it was devastating and it was horrible and I've never wished on anyone, but it gave me insight to be, to be able to be at this place to help people who are going through the aging, the stress, the, all the issues that we deal with, because as an exercise physiologist, I was not able to help myself for two Mm -hmm. years. I continued to gain weight, especially around my stomach. I had chronic pain everywhere. I had all kinds of issues I won't go into. And it made me have to forget everything I learned in my master's degree, in my gold standard certifications, go back to the research, go back to uh, common sense and say, oh, wow. As an industry, my industry, health and wellness has missed the mark too. So what Mm. are we going to do about this? How can we redevelop um, something that serves uh, the people because the needle has not moved in my years in the industry as far as healthy versus unhealthy, we're not making headway. And that's when I realized pretty pretty profoundly that the parallels between health and finances are almost identical. And mm. the principles can transfer very, very easily. And that's when I created Grow Wealthy to say, hey, look, we can, we can push both of these fronts forward and have what we need in life and in retirement by doing this. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's just complete intersection of all the things that you do. And and this is a big reason that I launched this podcast originally, you know, because I, uh, you know, in, in 2010, our publication wrote a piece called Sex, Drugs, and Financial Advisors. And it was where we talked to a, a clinical psychologist about, you know, the financial services industry and about, you know, how stressful this job is. And, you know, how advisors are more prone to addiction, depression, obesity, and, and other things than, than folks in other professions. And, you know, I was actually looking at a FlexShare survey from 2018 that found that financial advisors' stress levels uh, were 23% higher than national norms. And, mm. you know, for male advisors, it was even more pronounced. Their stress levels were 26% higher wow. than the national norm for men. Female advisor stress was nearly 18% higher than the national norm for, for women. And, and some of the causes of that stress were political and market uncertainty, regulatory changes, compliance concerns, pressures of, of, uh, on fees and margins. Um, so, you know, a real issue. And, and I just, I think that the work that you're doing is great. What it, What do you, you know, there's this feeling that, that advisors kind of have to die at their desk, right? And um, I know you've yes. talked about that. Um, and how do people sort of overcome that feeling that they have to 
die at their desk? Well, I don't think that anyone tries to do that or that they feel like they have to do it. It's kind of this underlying myth that they don't realize that that what they've been told they have to do in this industry, they don't realize that it's going to create the die at the desk moment. And there's mm-hmm. a disconnect there. And before I before I go a little further on that, I want to comment on your stats. I read a stat recently on the stress in 2008 when that housing bubble happened. That was pretty stressful for this industry. Um, yeah, right so- now, stress for this industry is 31% higher than it was in 2008. Wow. And that shook me. I was like, oh my gosh, we... We really have to address this. And it's funny, I actually just talked to an advisor today, right before this, who's new in the industry. He's five years in, and he said his stress is at a nine on a scale of one to 10 all the time. And he's really working hard to try to build his business. And he said he has a, a mentor who's giving him you know, ideas of what not to do, you know, not to follow his path in certain ways because he doesn't want to have that die at the desk moment. And so mm. what happens is that advisors come into the industry, they're told, hustle five to 10 years, and then you can just, you know, post. And it's, everything else falls into place is the assumption. But I've mm. interviewed over 275 advisors on this specific topic, preparing for a book I'm writing. And that is absolutely a lie. It is not the case. And most people think they have more time or they just never get back into themselves. They kind of lose themselves on the journey. And so it's so, so, so important to start in the way that you intend to finish. And that's what a lot of people don't see. They start in one way, the hustle way, and then they finish in the burnout way. And that's what we're trying to change here. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, uh, you know, I'm just so interested in what, what were, uh, what some of those advisors said to you in your interviews uh, and what were some of the top takeaways that you got out of those conversations? Oh my gosh. The, the learning goes on and on. I, I, I thought it was kind of just an exercise because, you know, I have a, I have a coach that's helping me get this book done. And he said, you need to do these interviews. And I was like, oh, really? I, I know the industry and I know what I'm trying to say. He's like, no, you need to do yeah. this. Oh my gosh, Diana, it's been the best experience because I've learned so much from them. And you know, some of the top takeaways that I'm seeing is people need a sounding board. They need to have people who are in their corner. And the, there's a quote that I heard from one advisor, he said, choose your, choose your thoughts by choosing your people. And so however you're going to think or however you want to think, you have to surround yourself with those people. And so that's what I'm hearing a lot is the ones who are successful, they either have a, an accountability partner, they're in some sort of a group, they go to Orange Theory. I never in a million years would have guessed how popular Orange Theory memberships are to the advisory world. And Orange Theory is all based on heart rate and they get a report when they're finished and it's done in a group setting and it's incredibly motivating for this group of people, maybe because it's competitive. I don't really know yet what the reason is, but that's Mm. one, one thing I was like, wow, because it's, you know, if we took just the average American, they're not going to have that many people that, you know, I probably would guess 60 to 70% of the people I interview who exercise 
are going to Orange Theory. The the majority of those also are in Peloton too. They have a Peloton bike and it's, I think it's the community and yeah. the competitiveness of it. So so finding something that works with their the way they think, I think has probably been the biggest eye opener for me. One of the advisors that's really successful with his health, he had a he had a, a crisis moment with his doctor where he was diagnosed with full-blown diabetes. Not pre-diabetes, but like you are in diabetes right now. He he panicked and said, what do I do? And he's like, well, you've got to make all these lifestyle sh- changes. I'll give you six months. And what he did is he treated himself like his own client. And he said, I'm going to schedule a quarterly meeting with myself. And I'm going to go over whatever key performance indicators it is that I need to be tracking. You know, everybody might have different ones that they're looking at waist circumference or blood sugar or weight or whatever that is. And I'm going to start tracking my trend. One of the most exciting things that happens is that when you start to become aware of something and and add a little bit of curiosity to it, sometimes the changes just manifest themselves and align themselves up if you can just shine a spotlight on it. And just having that accountability meeting with himself every quarter, he's now completely normal. His diabetes is gone. Blood sugars are totally fine. And he's lost 30 pounds to boot. You know, there's there's so many stories out there. One, oh, one advisor, I'll tell you one more story. He started noticing that his, his health trends, his energy level, his stress was out of control. So he moved out of the city into mm-hmm. a small river town, just maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes outside of town. And he bought a house kind of up on a hill that required him to go down these stairs and then take walks along the river and then back up the stairs. And just changing his environment helped him go down 40 pounds and begin to normalize all of his blood numbers as well. So the ones who are successful are rearranging and changing their approach to their health. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, Stephen, walk us through your consulting program. You know, how does it work? What does the plan look like when an advisor um, you know, comes to you because I think that you have a, a a very different approach. I mean, it's not just you know download the Noom app and you know get a Peloton. You know, it's 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 a very you know it's it's tailored to this industry, and I think it's important. So walk us through sort of what that plan looks like. Yes, there's three parts to the program, and anybody can do this outside of my program or within it. We just help hold you accountable and give you a safety net, but. There's three parts that if you can do these three things, you will be successful through the decades. One of them is to treat your health as if it were part of your retirement investments. Treat it like a bank mm-hmm. account, like a like an asset. And that means know your numbers, know your trends, and track that so that you can, you know, grow it and protect it. That's number one. Number two is to engage in what I call high ROI activities. So high return on investment activities are are things that stack lots of benefits in a short period of investment of time or money. And we all love that when it comes to money, but we don't really think about it when it comes to our health. That, you know, if you are going to do something to improve your health, maybe going to the gym and exercising, but driving and changing clothes and, you know, waiting for the equipment is a two hour investment of your time. Um, doing something at home, going for a 15-minute walk right after your meal with your nose breathing is actually mm. a better investment of your time because of the physiological mm. responses. So this group is really, really busy. 
And that's the number one thing I hear is I don't have the time. When I find the time, well, you're never going to find the time. Let's just be more strategic and build stackable high ROI activities into your day. And, and that brings me to the third part, which is to automate the process. Learn how to pay yourself first so it gets done. Most people are not consistent. They might do something, go to the gym once or you know, put down the cookie one night a week or you know, whatever that thing is. But it's so random. It's not cohesive, uh, you know, automated process. And um, so that's what we need to do. And I've, I've noticed that there are four times of the day that you can do that. And it's not going to the gym. Like I said, it's the first hour you're awake, what you do in that morning routine, the first or the last hour that you're awake, what you do right before you close your eyes, what you do with your meal routines, because timing and routine is important, not just what you eat. And then what you do while you're at work in those eight, mm. 10, sometimes even 12 hours, what are you doing at work? Because health is won or lost in the place you spend the most of your time. So when I spread this message, people are like, wait, I, I was going to join the gym and I was going to go on this diet. And I'm like, no, let's <laughs> like, we can, I have a client that's lost 50 pounds. Who's never even exercised. We, we can mm. do this very easily and make massive improvements. So the way that we do that is called the Wealth Academy. And people can join the Wealth Club. It's a play on words, Health Club, Wealth Club, um, at four different levels and get the support that they need. And I work with people for a year. They, mm. they come in and we go through the ups and downs together. We learn these 12 principles of finance that you can apply to your health. And we just get it on autopilot and reach their goals in that year. And then they're, they're smooth sailing after that. So that's really how I work with people. And it's, it's been incredibly transformative, not only for me, this, like just the joy of seeing my clients build a 401k for their health is what I call it. But then they become the mentors for their hundred families, 200 families and mm. help to spread that message to their people. So they have a more successful retirement too. So is the idea that if they are, you know, eating better and incorporating more exercise into their daily routines that that they will be less stressful or or less stressed out, I guess, or I mean, I guess I'm just wondering are they scaling back on work at all so that they're not, you know, working, you know, 80 100 100 hour work weeks or I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> You know, it, it's it's like a two-edged sword here. We have to look at people can't find the time to actually take care mm -hmm. of their health. But if they took care of their health, they would be more creative and more productive and have more time. So, or maybe okay, it's like gotcha. a chicken or an egg situation. And wherever they choose to start that path, you know, uh, one resource that I think is really valuable to people is Dr. Travis Perry, P-A-R-R-Y. He does the Balanced Advisor podcast. Um, and wrote a book called Achieving Balance and works on that whole time management side of things, which is very valuable. We do that mm -hmm. a little bit through what I do, but, you know, really understanding that we're not ever going to find the time. We have to make it. We have to make that mm -hmm. time and we have to carve it out and be, be selfish and protective, not for ourselves, but for the purpose that we're trying to achieve. And so when people do this, the 
they think that they have to do one set of things to get healthy. But when they realize that it's much simpler than that, and when you incorporate getting the better sleep, because when just for an example, when you sleep well, that's when you burn your, your fat. That's when mm. you repair your cellular structure and improve your, your, the uh, metabolism, the powerhouse of your cells, which is called your mitochondria. All of these things repair, the damage goes away, your body cleanses itself. So sometimes, and I, I call that your emergency fund. We, we first step into the, the second week of the Wealth Academy as your emergency fund. What are we like? Let's get the basics. How are you breathing? How's your hydration? And we got to get that sleep on, online. Once we start to do that, we, we then have more to work with during the day. And then we can start mm-hmm. to look at what are we putting in? I call it your money meals. Are they, are they fulfilling all the buckets of what we need your food to do for you? And it's a really cool tool that I use called Daily Dozen. And it's free app. You guys can all download it. And it's based on abundance versus uh, cutting out food, not getting to eat certain things. It's all about how much of this can you get in your diet. And when you Mm -hmm. shift your paradigm like that, it becomes, it's not so much guilt or missing out FOMO. (laughs) It's more like, yeah, I don't have to worry about the cookie. I can eat the cookie if I want, but I'm trying to get as many of these things in my food. So we're just trying to make it awareness, curiosity, fun, easy. And so that this stuff actually happens and gets done. Yeah, that's great. I mean, um, my, my husband is, as he lost a lot of weight and he, you know, he says he eats more now than he ever did before. It's just what he's eating is, is just completely changed. So I know, you know, a lot of people look at body mass index, you know, as a way to, to measure their body fat, but you have a little bit of a different way of, of measuring it. What do you think is the, is the best risk predictor? I do. BMI, body mass index, is used by insurance companies and by, you know, most of the country, they think that that's a good measure. I don't like it at all because it doesn't account for enough of your health and it can be inaccurate many times. So what I love to look for instead is waist to height ratio. And it's really simple. All you do is take your height in inches and divide it in two and that your waist measurement around your belly button should be less than 0.5. It should be less than half of that. So take your, your waist and divide it by your height, and it should be less than 0.5. And I have a okay. chart where you can, don't have to like do math. You can actually just find yourself on the little chart. But um, you want to stay in the green zone. And uh, most of the people that come to me are in the yellow or actually mostly are in the red zone, which means their waist is more than half their height. Um, the reason this is really, really important, Diana, is because your waist thickens as a result of blood sugar issues, gut issues, and stress. Mm-hmm. So if we measure the waist, we know that if your waist is shrinking, that those three systems are starting to get under control again. And it's just a really mm-hmm. easy way to see a snapshot of the health. So that's my main goal is that you know clients come in that we're trying to lose you know, maybe three to 10 inches around the waist within that year, depending on what their goals are. And when they do that, not only is their health risk profile drastically improved, but their confidence just takes, it just soars because what do most people want with their body? If you like, there's, there's two, let me back up. There's two reasons people come to me. One is longevity 
and the ability to live long. The other one is looks. So looks and longevity. Doesn't matter which reason it is. If you shrink your waist, everybody's happy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and and what you said about your husband um, is absolutely true. I have people that come in and I, I make them do like this logging through my my HIPAA compliant portal, and it we take a look at it after the first week, and they're not eating enough, and they they think mm-hmm. that they need to eat less. So we always have them eat more with their first meal. I don't like to call it breakfast because. It may not be in the morning. It may be at you know eleven or noon. I don't know. We, we have, there's lots of different ways to have eating eating and fasting windows, but the first meal they're almost never eating enough food. And when we get hmm. that first meal fixed, the rest of their day just kind of settles into a really nice rhythm. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So I, I know you know I talk a lot about um, you know on this podcast a lot about just emotions and and how people are feeling through through their life and experiences. And so how do you, you know, sort of help advisors overcome some of those emotional barriers to getting healthy? Yes. A lot of people come in to work with me and they've already seen so many failures. They've tried so many different things and they just haven't been successful with their health that they come in kind of beat up. And they're just like, oh, I don't know if this if I can do this. And if I can do it, I don't know how long I can keep it up. And, and then honestly, do I really even want to live the life it takes to be healthy? Cause it's so hard. Like that's the mm-hmm. attitude they come in with. And there's so much guilt. It's, you know, they're carrying around a 50 pound weight on their shoulders of the guilt of I should have done this and why can't I, and I, I don't have any willpower. So people think that I teach others how to be healthy. Honestly, what I teach them is how to think. And that mindset piece is really important. And it starts with forgiveness and no guilt zone. And I keep saying this word curiosity, because when you pose a question in a non-judgmental way to yourself, your subconscious mind gets interested and begins Mm. to work on finding an answer to that kind of underneath the surface. And then you all of a sudden you come up with things that start working for you or new ideas you hadn't thought of before. And it's so much less of a to-do list as much as it is a discovery. And that journey is so much more enjoyable. So I'll give you an example of one person that was working, she was at least 12 hours a day. And she's like, I know I need to go for a run, but I'm just so exhausted and I'm so stressed and switching that mindset because she's full of guilt, right? She's thinking I need to go do Mm. more and I'm failing again when really, Mm. when I gave her permission that you need to go take a nap, have a cup of tea Mm. and sit outside and listen to the birds. And she's just like the... The relief that comes over when you re- when you realize that you you're doing a good thing when you create the margins in your life allows all your chemical hormones to change at the mm. source. And then once we can kind of lower that cortisol and start some dopamine and serotonin and all those good feeling uh, hormones coming out of your body, then you know your hope elevates your abilities, your energy, all of this stuff changes that your body, then the alarms start, stop going off 
and your body then thinks it's safe and it can start to release the fat or help help improve your emotional control or you know how you deal with people around you one of the funny things <laughs> i don't know how funny it is i find it interesting but they can track marital arguments like husband wife arguments many mm-hmm. times to blood sugar mm. to blood sugar like to how yeah. you're eating and how you've treated your day it has nothing almost nothing to do with the argument as much as the ability to control your emotions and think logically because of what's going on with your gut and your blood sugar. And so once we start to stabilize these things, there's a mental load that's lifted off of these people and um, mental health improves as much as, as physical health. Yeah. So next time I get into an argument with my husband, I need to tell him to go eat a cookie or something or, <laughs> or maybe. No, because then the fight something will come else back that later. We'll- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I always tell people break the cycle. Like, just you're middle, about to start an argument with your spouse. Like, drop down and do five push-ups, and then everybody will be shocked and starts laughing. And then the cycle's been broken, and you can like have a logical conversation. <laughs> yeah, you know that's so funny that you mentioned that because my husband actually does do push-ups randomly, like in the middle of the day uh, when he gets stressed out at work, and. Oh, that's and so I know good. His, his old his old job used to have a gym, so that he would just go into the gym. But I mean, now he's at home, so he has he has a bunch of workout equipment right next to his desk, which is really funny. So, anyways, yeah. any, uh, this uh, it was so interesting. I mean, just I, I just wanted to go back a little bit, Stephen, just to to your experience six years ago, and you know, sort of end on on this note and and tell us a little bit about how you overcame that you know that health scare in your in your life. It was, yes, because I was, quote, healthy before that, like healthy systems. And so I was just completely ill-equipped to have a body that was new and different and not functioning. So I I started off kind of skinny fat after that surgery. I lost all my muscle um, and, and I was shedding my entire gut biome. Like all of that Mm. good flora and fauna, I was shedding it all out. Like the antibiotics I was on for the six weeks were just completely killing everything inside of me. So when you, when you get that empty with no metabolism, no gut health, all of those things then start gaining in the stomach, like talk about mental health, taking a total nosedive. (laughs) And especially Mm. when it's my career, this is what I do. And I couldn't figure out what to change or how to do it. So I went to the gym. I tried to exercise my way through it. You know, I tried reducing calories. I tried, you know, the fruits and vegetables and doing all the things and cutting out the junk. It really just didn't work until I started to address my mindset that it was Mm -hmm. about me against my body. It was, it was, Mm. I'm going to battle this. I'm going to make it work and push myself into submission. That was the first thing I had to change and say, no, my body actually wants to be healthy too. There's no reason that it wants to be sick. All every mm. every time I get cut, that wound will heal. So we have to figure out what's causing me to stay bruised and, and cut. How can we let the healing process begin? And how can I step into these physiological you know, streams or rivers that are already there? We're not going to try to walk upstream, right, and fight this current. Let's get in line and just work with it. So that was a mindset change. Once I realized that I was like, okay, what are the main systems that are working against me? And it's, 
it's, it's almost always starts with blood sugar and stress. Like those two things are what I did. So I was like, okay, how can I start controlling the blood sugar? And I went back to the research and, and this is all, you know, documentable research that not sitting still for extended periods of time was step one for me because you're at a Mm -hmm. desk working eight hours a day. That long bout of not moving is like, imagine your cell phone and it goes dark when you don't touch it or use it. It kind of turns off to save batteries. That's what your health does. It switches off your glucose uptake and switches off Mm. your oxygen uptake. And all these things just start to turn off. So you have to kind of touch the screen of your health every 30 minutes and at most every Mm. hour. And that means for at least a minute, you need to get up and move and do something, stretch, go get some water, walk around, walk on a call, do something. And if you can do that throughout your day and break up those sedentary long bouts into shorter amounts, that's more predictive of chronic disease prevention than spending an hour at the gym every day. Hmm. So that was, that was transformative for me to realize that I just needed to just, it's called NEAT. N-E-A-T, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And when you are able to dial up your NEAT, just your low-level movement throughout the day, it's significantly correlated with reduced weight gain and chronic disease and all-cause mortality. So that was step one. Then the next probably most important thing was for me to realize that there is a time for everything. There's a time you should eat and you should eat well and you should eat thoroughly. And then there's a time when you should not eat. And when your body is doing both of those things at the same time, it's trying to eat and digest and repair and do all the things all at the same time. It's like multitasking. It doesn't yeah. do it well. Mm-hmm. If you can separate those into eating windows and fasting windows, your body can do its job better. It can repair, it can burn different kinds of energy sources, it can maintain blood sugar and stress, all of this stuff helps. So that was like the next big aha moment for me. And your listeners, if you guys want to try this on your own, obviously, I have to say this, but obviously, if you have a health condition, talk to your doctor. But generally speaking, if you can split it into half, 12 hours of eating, 12 hours of not eating, then that's a good place to start. Mm. I think I'm going to go stand up for a little while after this podcast <laughs> is over. Well, I, uh, I'm i afraid we're just about out of time, um, but I'd like to thank my guest, Stephen Gwynnup, for, for being on the podcast, uh, sharing her insights today, and just some uh, really helpful ways that, it, that advisors and, and all of us you know, can live better lives. Um, so, Stephen, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much, Diana. This has been a really fun thing, and I, I'm loving it. The, I've listened to your podcast. I'm loving that you're out there spreading this message. So a heartfelt thank you to you. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just, uh, it's been great having you on. It's, it really is, uh, you know, exactly, you know, sort of what I'm trying to get out there. But if, you, if you'd like to reach Stephen, you know, if you're interested in hearing more about Grow Wealthy, um, her firm, you can reach her at Stephen, S-T-E-V-Y-N at growwealthy.com, which is G-R-O-W-W-E-L-L-T-H-Y.com. Um, you can also take uh, the wealth quiz on uh, her website, growwealthy.com forward slash quiz. 
And we'll put this information in the show notes uh, so you have all that information. Um, If you yourself have a struggle, you wish to share your experiences or your story with me or, uh, you know, to help others in similar situations, please feel free to reach out to me at diana.britton at informa.com. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and, you know, where there's healing, there is hope. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Healthy Advisor, a podcast focused on advisors' personal well-being and healing. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of wealthmanagement.com. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional advice. Always seek the advice of your healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your particular situation.